Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nocho Prano. Good morning, Andrew. What's going on, man? Not too much. What's going on with you? Not much. You notice anything different about the set I have here? No, seems pretty the same to me. (laughs) Except you're... Except that suntan that you're getting on the back of your neck from the Kenny Rogers Roasters version of the Miller Light beer sign. It's Miller time, baby. Isn't that a great sign? I love it. It's amazing. When you said, when you showed me the box that it came in, it said, I was like, oh, he's getting a neon sign. But what I love about it, classic, old school. The something that you would see in every bar and every bowling alley that your parents took you into when you were like seven like yes the the classic it's miller time yeah it's pretty it's pretty awesome i sent you the picture this massive truck pulled up you don't get those in residential neighborhoods where i live and he pulled in front of the driveway and i didn't think it was first i was like is that gonna come up to this house anyway i went back to doing what i was doing the doorbell rings this guy's like, hey, man, I got delivery for Andy Ruther, Dirty Sports Podcast. I said, yeah, that's me. He said, I got a, I got a skid. And I was like, I think it's something for Miller to like. And yeah. And then, and then I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to open this. But I also want myself to be filmed opening it. So I had to wait till my girlfriend came over, which was like five hours later. But worth the wait. Pretty badass sign. Worth the wait. Miller time started when that box opened. It's Miller time, baby. Oh, yeah. It's a great sign. And I can adjust. There's two settings on this for a little brighter. I think brighter than that. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is the brighter or if this is the less bright. It looks it looks great. And it's making me the only problem is it is making me want to go to my fridge and get a Miller light. Not that 1016 a.m. isn't an appropriate time to drink Miller light. I don't want to say that but I haven't had breakfast yet. I just got up. I really, yeah. I really should stick with the coffee and the Topo Chico until I have breakfast. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll have lots to talk about today, including isn't, isn't happy hour. Anytime. Isn't Miller. It's five o'clock somewhere. Isn't Miller. Ti- isn't Miller time. Anytime. Who started that? It's five o'clock somewhere. An alcoholic. Um, I think somebody who just enjoys, happy hour andy i don't want to call i don't want to call somebody listen i think alcoholism is about volume not about what time of day you drink and i'm going to stand by that as a man who regularly drinks a miller light in the a.m hours on a weekday like yesterday when i went golfing good for you yeah i want to share something briefly before we get through the whole show with sports i want to say as i'm going through everything cleaning out and organizing as I put more things into storage. 
I've come across a lot of really sweet and kind letters from the dirt balls that I knew obviously I had from over the years and when my parents had passed away. So I just want to say like, I really appreciate that stuff still. And you know me, I'm all organized and I have it in a folder, just literally a folder that says dirt ball fam. And, and it really means a lot. Like you guys are the best, but also the amount of times you guys make me laugh, the fact that someone said I was cocked on Reddit and it was a callback to that crazy girl that visited me for the weekend, the alcohol, the alcoholic girl who claimed she walked in and her husband jerking off the Mastiff family dog. I just want to say, I appreciate the laughs just as much as the kind, sweet letters. And I ended up sharing that story with my current girlfriend and, uh, and now don't you don't now you don't have a current girlfriend. <laughs> well, you know what spurned it? We listened to the San Francisco trip episode 2017. Why? Infamous, just randomly? Yeah, just randomly. You know, because she she had asked about your brother, and I said, "Oh, you don't even know the half of it." Just from what she's heard you say on the show. Yeah. And then I said, you haven't even heard the turtle story. She's like, what are you talking about? Dude, she, she, she loves drunk Joe Prano, like obsessed. She's like, I need more of that in my life. Cause I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that episode was wild. This was after yeah. the Tonga room. This was after fat Jason kid who re-listening. I realized there's an actually- LA, there's an LA sheriff out there. That's listening. This is like, we really don't need more of that. Actually, if you, if you wouldn't mind, we've warned you. I remembered his name is actually Charles. I forgot that was his real name. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it's it, it's a it was a great forty minutes and definitely brought back good memories. It's a great, it was a great two hours cut to forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was a wild night. I don't know if you remember that night. We went from Cobb's Comedy Club. Wait, did we do the game that same night? No. No, no. Well, we there's no way we did a show no, in a game. No, we did Cobb's Thursday, the Mets, Giants, and you hear here's something that, here's something that'll take you back too. That Friday night, and we're talking about first row seats. Here's something that's a time capsule. No nets. Yeah, I, dude, I remember that was so, the best. That was the best part of the. Remember, was that when we when I met? No, it might have been before that when I met the famous usher in those seats. Who ended up coming to Lachlan and I show at San Jose, the San Jose Improv, because there was no nets, and I would sit on the dugout like this, because the dugout is kind of high. Yeah, so I would sit on it like this, like it was like, like I was like leaning down on a bar stool, and this old hippie man comes up to me. And he goes, "Are you a dentist?" I go, "Excuse me." He goes, "Are you a dentist?" And he, and I was like. No, he goes, well, you're going to need one. If you keep sitting like that, you're going to take a foul ball to the teeth. And I was like, buddy, I have a, the reflexes of a cat. I was like, if, if somebody hits a foul ball over here, I'm going to catch it and hand it to this kid next to me. And then I'll catch another one, hand it to this kid. I was like, I'm Santa Claus. I'm going to be handing out foul ball gifts. And he's like, okay. And he's like, what? You're not a dentist. What do you do? I was like, I'm a comedian. And he's like, I love comedy. And he's like, I told him we were going to be at the san jose improv this guy shows up amazing yeah he's now dead but uh <laughs> he died he died a couple of years later oh, saw, it on, man. saw it on facebook but um yeah no nets 
And remember, we would sit there. I think you were there a couple times with me. We're like, you know, I'm I'm sitting behind the Mets dugout. I'm in full on Mets gear. Just guys just tossing us baseballs the whole time. Yeah. Well, we went to two games that weekend. We went to the Friday night game and then the Saturday afternoon game. And this is where I really spent the first long amount of time. No. Yeah, I think it maybe it maybe it was with your brother. And this is where I learned he, dude, if you listen to the episode, it's hilarious. Like your brother, the questions your brother was asking apparently were yeah. basic things like, do they have to wear hats? Yeah. Can they wear them backwards? Can I stand on the dugout? Uh, and then we also learned that according to your brother, because he had the worst gas and I was in his range the whole game just farting on me he said if he flies for more than an hour it gives him gas don't know the biology behind don't 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 know the you know the physiological effects that that would really have but why just a wild weekend and that's where i met the girl who ended up being a raging alcoholic and and you met her on what tinder bumble bumble I mean, Wild. if that if that isn't like a classic Andy Ruther move of meet a girl, hang out with her one night, she comes down July 4th weekend, like 10 days later. I just remember you leaving Tony's apartment to go over to that chick's house. And I was like, and you were like in sweatpants. And I was like, are you you're going to meet this girl out somewhere? You're like, no, I'm just going directly to her place. It was like, wow, Bumble, wild times. Yeah, match with a girl on Bumble, throw on your flag and anthem sweats and head out to her place. Watch her husband jerk off a dog. (laughs) She's the one that asked if you liked pegging, right? I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, she asked me if I was into pegging multiple times. Hilarious. She, she flew from San Francisco to LA just to peg. Oh just my to, God. Just to peg a sign with a empty Smirnoff cooler. Dude, that was a wild weekend. The yeah. best part is I tell all this to my girlfriend and she goes, how long ago was this? And I said, five years ago. Yeah. Like, like, like I think she was expecting like, oh, don't move in his late twenties. Maybe early thirties. No, five years ago. Well, what she has to know is you're you're a late bloomer. This is a, that was essentially your late twenties. That's true. You're like, oh, 37 is the new 14. So where am I now at 40? I don't know. You're probably you're probably like 34 in yeah. in in human years. Yeah, it's like how they do dog years. Yeah. I have to do in human years. But all in all. Absolutely. Hilarious. Hilarious weekend. Hilarious podcast. I mean, when you, you when you went when you went out with the denting, you it, it, it's almost like in a way when you got dented and you woke up on the street, even though you were probably only there for an hour or two, it was like you were in a 10 year coma. You came out of it 10 years older. You're like, no, I don't drink anymore. You know, I'm going to start going to yoga. I'm going to start doing sound baths. I'm going to start doing float lab. I got to get, I got to get myself a therapist. Yeah. Like, Jesus, how long were you out? I don't know. Like maybe 90 minutes. A a lot, a lot definitely changed, which again, a a really nice trip though, down memory lane for me. But uh, we do have 
some sports stuff we got to get to. But before we even do that, I did see Top Gun Maverick last night. Okay, give it to me. It's pretty good. Um, I would give it. So I went with my girlfriend. She's obsessed. She's like literally like best movie ever. I'm like tap the brakes. Yes, tap the brakes. Like now she just saw Top Gun for the first time recently, right? Did it's obviously not as good as the first one. I'll give it out of ten. I think it's a completely different movie from the first one. I almost don't even want to compare them. It's almost like, like I said, it it's it's a it's a full blown 2022 Tom Cruise action movie, but like the baseline of it is the old Top Gun. Yeah, for me, you it's really hard to beat the the original Top Gun given when it came out how it would like everything about like the timing of it and the like it's 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 moment in cinematic history it's hard to beat because there's a lot of movies that feel like the new top gun but what makes it great is obviously the nostalgia for the original so hard for me to say like hard for me to even compare them it's honestly like comparing a shack to a bill russell you know what i mean yeah but at the same time it's like cinematically, it is a better movie. I said this morning, if we're going to go one to 10, I give it an eight. I, I have no problem going up to eight and a half. Okay. I mean, obviously there's certain things I could critique overall. Great. I, I became obsessed with reading about it. When I got home, the fact that they all trained for months just to get an F 18s. All the actors were in the F 18s. Yeah. Unlike- did, did, did Tom Cruise come out before your movie with a little spiel about? Yes. Okay, cool. I yes. asked Andy Laz if that happened. He said he, I think he said he was late. So I was like, I'm wondering if this is in every showing or whatever. Yes, he, he, he did. The first one, none of the actors, because the technology wasn't there, right, with the cameras and what they could do. But the fact that all the actors, and I'll send you the article, it's pretty cool. There's a GQ article on it. It, it breaks it down step by step the training they had to do just to get in the f-18 right like they had to do three months of building up different types of planes to take the force that that has on the body but overall yeah it was really entertaining compelling the nostalgia of the first one again so let's say eight and a half i mean overall i really liked it and for me that was my first movie that i had seen since December, 2019. So I, as far as in the theater, so I've not been in the theater for that long, two and a half years, a great one to see the sound, obviously of the planes and having surround sound of a theater. Did you get teary? Did you get teary eyed? Uh, yes. A couple of times. I got emotional, but also like for me, like I, I think of, you know, I, I start connecting things like with, with my parents. I know it sounds crazy, but like, I definitely, I definitely got when that gong hits, is it the gong? The first one. Yeah. Dude, like, yeah. I want to run through a brick wall. When I hear that song, I left there last night and I felt so turned. I the only reason I don't want to run through a brick wall when I hear that gong is because my boner would hit first and that would really hurt. <laughs> don't yeah, I can see me. that. Don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I say one gripe though about the theater no, situation? No gay stuff. Oh, about the theater situation. 
Yeah. My, my one gripe about Top Gun is they took out all the gay stuff. Yeah. No gay stuff at all. Like what the fuck? No towels. We're not. No one's. We're never. Towels. We never have high waisted tidy whities. What is going on? There's here? really no sexual stuff. Even the sex scene. I'm yeah, not going to give no, it away. But but no even the, Tom Cruise licking anybody. No, there. I mean, they really removed all the sexual stuff. They took out. My one gripe is this: you get the tickets ahead of time, and it was AMC. You know where you sit the chair back, and. There was three seats left as far as our area. And I said to my girlfriend, I said, okay, the first three seats in this section are open. Let's get the second and third. No one's good. Nobody's rolling solo next to us. This guy. I don't know. It's, it's just a weird move. It's, it's a weird move that you're going to sit. And we moved a, c- a couple seats away. I just. It's a weird move. Am, am I off base? I think she thought I was overreacting. I just think it's a weird move that you picked that seat. There was one seat left. Does that make sense? Yeah. In a but full whole, row of seats. Right, right. The whole row is taken. If you don't pick that one seat, not everybody has to sit right next to each other. I, th- I think the only explanation for that, as a guy who goes to movies alone occasionally, obviously not lately, but um, is that for me, I will not go to a movie if I'm going to like, I will just randomly select a row and be like, I'm not sitting in front of this. So provided I, I got gotcha. it like this row or back, but if everything, if, if everything behind was full, I would sit next to somebody in a single seat before I was like, I'll move up one more row because like there, it just comes to a point where I go, like, I don't want to sit this close i understand that there were still yeah okay that's but i don't obviously i don't know the situation sure i mean it was fine there was yeah. a gap we i just mean it's moved. not like you're in an old you i lost back? you there for a second i'm back you went, I lost you went mock 10 I, you dude you were your head was leaned back as well at my thing it looked like you were looked like you were test piloting the uh the first jet mavericks in you're like hilarious now my girlfriend was on the edge of her seats she was she was that person like screaming like thought the people were gonna die like clutching me and i'm i kept saying relax relax no he can't die he can't die maverick's gonna die i kind of want i kind of wanted maverick to die goose is we're we're doing major spoilers right now yeah well i mean let's let's be honest first of all if you haven't seen i said it was a 14 out of 10 so first of all if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick and you're sitting here worried about spoilers, kill yourself. Second of all, do you think that if Maverick had died in the new Top Gun and you exist with a telephone or on the internet, you wouldn't have fucking already heard about it? True. How do you feel about my score? Eight and a half out of ten. I mean, that's probably like that's probably like a legit if you were if you were saying as a like i almost would say if 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 you asked me from just like a purely cinematic experience i might just go like eight out of ten yeah eight and a half out of ten my my whole thing is jumped up by like how well it is you know uh, uh how great a sequel it is like yeah a standalone movie uh, if i if it was like you have no backstory on these guys and whatever and Blah, blah. I'd be like eight out of 10. That was a good action movie. 
You know what I mean? Uh, it's a 14 out of 10 for me for how well they did with incorporating the original stuff into an incredibly good action movie. But like for me, it's almost like, um, you know, a, a nines and tens from like a purely cinematic, like not a lot of time an action movie for me is going to be nine and a 10, you know, it has to be pretty fucking good. So yeah, yeah. I would say eight, eight and a half. And then I give it, you know, five and a half, six and a half points for uh, its exceptional use of the original movie. Yeah. I, okay. I see your point. So it sounds like we were basically on the same page. I was just yeah. going off, off the first rating. So I realized this morning, the NFL draft or the NFL, the NBA draft is tonight. The NBA draft is tonight. I just don't know enough about these kids. That's just the full honest I'll answer. I'll tell you what. I don't obviously know a lot about these kids either. And it doesn't seem like there's a, uh, there's a like unanimous first overall. And I think you said it and I've heard it a lot. I've heard a lot of people sort of selling the Chet Holmgren pick. I'm selling big. I'm buying. Oh, I'm buying. You're buying Chet. And here's why. I think when you talk about this is sort of where we are with the NBA these days. Like, look at Andrew Wiggins, who is the first overall pick, who's now. I mean, how many teams has Andrew Wiggins played on? Is he on three teams total? Um, You get. Like, I think that. The idea in certain drafts, the idea of drafting a sure thing, franchise changing, whatever, shouldn't necessarily be your strategy. So I think taking this seven foot kid who may or may not be a shooting guard, small forward type, like getting yourself a unicorn and not saying like this guy has to change our franchise, but just that he will be a piece. Um, is is like a solid move. I I'm buying. Okay. Well, I, if I if I had the first overall pick, that might be my guy. Now, granted, I don't watch a lot of college basketball. Well, here's what I find interesting: not a lot of famous people named Chet. I just wanted to put it in because that's where I'm at. I started with. Famous athletes named Chet. Basically, nobody's showing up. According to famousbirthdays.com, he is already the most famous Chet of all time. No, that can't be real. According, I mean, this is their, you know, it's it's their. First of all, we have Chet Hanks. I mean, rapper extraordinaire. Chet Atkins, musician, right? right. Mr. Guitar. Yeah, he's on there. I'm just saying there's not a lot of famous people in the chat. Right. The other thing, the other thing is I kind of, I, you know, draft wise, speaking of Chet Holmgren, like. Or the Orlando magic will never be good. Right. We kind of like the Orlando magic had their window. They fucking duffed having Shaq and Penny. I, are, are the Orlando yeah. magic doomed forever? Um, turn off this call sorry yeah i think they are i'm i'm i kind of like chet holmgren going to to okc even more than i like 
him going one to Orlando. It's not the most exciting draft. No. Oh, oh, definitely not. It's definitely not an exciting draft. But I feel like it's going to, there's going to be some movers, some shakers, some trades. Kyrie to the Lakers is gaining steam. That's interesting to me. I mean, we talked about it. It's like the, the, the reasoning behind it is, you know, being like our only hope here with the LeBron AD pairing is some sort of Hail Mary. Otherwise, we've kind of, it may have run its course. So it's not like, I don't necessarily hate the move, but let's be honest. Like, you're going to need to do, I mean, LeBron's going to have to, if, if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, LeBron's going to have to like clockwork orange Kyrie and like sit him down and pin his eyes open and show him like <laughs> videos of past first point guards. <laughs> He's just got like John Stockton fucking or clips going videos of when they made it work. Yeah. And won a title. But that again, that was LeBron at his superpowerist of superpowers. Yeah, I think the most important thing tonight will be the trades, right? That's yeah. going to be because, like you said, it's not an exciting draft as far as players. I think it's going to be the trades that could happen for future drafts and guys willing to ship players around. Uh, speaking of basketball, and since we just did movie reviews, I got to ask you have you watched Hustle? I started watching it. I was tired. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta finish it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot. You know, I'm a Sandler stan. Sure. I'm a, stan- I'm a Standler. Yeah. No, I gotta finish it. I- I've heard, I've heard good things. I have to say, from what I watched, the, that her and Queen or him and Queen Latifah, that's an interesting pairing. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Like for, from casting it was, purposes? It was it's hilarious. Okay, so I'm I'm not the only one on that. No. It's hilarious. Okay. I also love that Queen Latifah manages to be Queen Latifah in every single movie that she's in. Like she's supposed to be his like athlete white the man in college. Baby, where are you? What do you mean you're not? You're like, how does Queen, Queen Latifah not hurt her neck at this point with all the. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting pairing, though. Yeah. But I got to finish it. How long is that? I don't know. Hour and a half, hour, and 45 minutes. It's not that long. Well, if you want a reality TV spectacle, you should go back and watch Roger Goodell. Speaking in front of the congressmen and congresswomen of our country. Yeah, I just assumed how that was going to go. And it seems like you're telling me it went exactly how I would assume it would go. No, it went even crazier. Like, I'm to the point, and I'm just going to say this. I don't want to turn this into a political thing, but I will. I'm 40 years old. I was telling my brother. I'm a man. I'm 40. I was telling my brother this Saturday on text, but this just reinforces it. I said, I have zero desire now and probably ever again to ever seriously vote at a national level. By that, I mean president, Senate, representatives. And this is why. Like, like 
locally, I think it can still matter. You know what I'm saying? Cause that, that pertains to you and it's more personal, but like when I see these things from both sides with the both parties, like, dude, this is a, like, not only is taxpayer dollars being wasted, whatever it's like this, it's a sure, like the thought of like, you're an elected representative turning this into just a circus within fighting amongst each other's party, you're getting paid to do this. Why should I ever vote for this shit? So here would be my counter, which I, I don't even necessarily know, but to play devil's advocate here is the situation as I see it now. Cause I, I was you 20, 15, 20 years ago. I was like, this is all a sham. This is all fucking stupid. Everybody is, you know, on their soapbox all the time. Everything, you know, everybody's bought by lobbyists. Everybody's bought by corporations. Everybody's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Here would be my counter in 2022, which I never thought we would get here, though. I guess I should I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. Is now, even though none of these people will ever do anything, it's all fucking grandstanding and it's all whatever. Yeah. There are people now with social media and with, you know, uh, like Fox News and and with all the stuff where it's like the grandstanding is the grandstanding itself, even though it doesn't have any effect on actual government, has an effect on people. So when you have these like Marjorie Taylor Greens and shit like that who are out there going like, we should go house to house with machine guns and run brown people out of this country. You're like, I would vote against like people who, who are just planning on saying that. Like if you look at Herschel Walker right now, Herschel Walker's most CTE I've seen since OJ, the dude is literally taking his, his football fame. And he's like, I'm going to be a black white. He is a black white supremacist. But but I see, I would I would say I haven't followed it enough. And and, and I but I think, again, I think a lot of these people, it, it's both sides. It's like it's like. My, my response would be this. I just don't care. And, and again, people will say, oh, that's cynical. That's nihilistic, whatever. But my response would I would say this, Joe, like after watching this, I had to turn it off after watching this. It just reaffirmed my Herschel Walker said that there should be a government department that monitors men looking at women on social media. Did he really say that? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. This whole fucking country. It's all people jacking off to people on fucking Instagram. stuff like he like the dude that that's what I'm saying. It's like. They've now turned they, they've now like there are certain people where they'll be like, hey, here's the character you're going to play. And we want you to say all this wild shit. But people are so dumb. It's like that's that's the problem with uh, politics in 2022. But, but you know, it, my- it used to it used to be fly under the radar, be so low key that you can do all kinds of devious shit behind the scenes and no one questions it. But you know, and my that's res- why it was making it. That was what made never voting just totally the right play. But my response would be, I, I just, again, I'm just trying to live my own life. Like, like, again, it's people would say, Oh, you're 
that you're an asshole for doing that or doing nothing is is even worse. My my point my point is to bring it back to the Goodell thing and I'm going to play I'm going to play some clips is I see this and I say I don't give a shit. Nothing is going to change from the NFL. Nothing. The people asking him questions are ignorant. They're grandstanding like you said. They are wasting everyone's time and money and resources. And I don't care, but you know, what I do care about is football. I love football. I love the national football league. That's what I care about. And that's what I'm willing to accept at this point is that that's all I care about. So when I see these things, it just reinforces. I almost argue too, that you love, you just love football at the highest level. It's I, like, that, I, I it's do. like we're in a situation now where it's like the NFL is a bit out of control and but we're we're sort of stuck with them sure because they're a monopoly they have a monopoly on the best football players in the world so especially like, since the united states is the only place where football really matters sure so th- so this is how it started and again i watched probably the first 15 minutes of this is how it starts after the intro happens it instantly gets political this is the response from florida representative Byron Donalds, who is a Florida Republican. So he jumps right in, like right after the start to make this instantly a partisan issue. And I will do my best to answer your questions. Thank you for your testimony and for coming today. I now recognize myself for five minutes. Madam Chair, I have a parliamentary inquiry. The the gentleman is recognized. Madam Chair, the U.S. Supreme Court case, U.S. versus Watkins, makes clear that Congress's investigative power must be related to and in the furtherance of a legitimate task of Congress. Especially in light of the, the testimony by Mr. Goodell, how does continuing this hearing actually relate to a legitimate task of Congress in the face of record high inflation, record high gas prices, a completely Damn. unsecured border, a fentanyl crisis that is killing more people between the ages of 18 and 45 than any other cause in the United States, a baby formula crisis, a tampon crisis? By the way, I'm not saying that none of these things aren't mortar. Like they're they're higher concerns. You just know what I'm saying. Like it's not yeah. even that I disagree with everything that different people are saying. I'm just saying. Do you see my point? They introduce Goodell. He says an opening statement. Instantly, the Republicans like fuck you, Democrat. These are more important issues. And yeah, I mean, but but also to be fair, Republican and Democrat aside, it's like why like why is Roger Goodell in front of Congress? Like why are we wasting our fucking time on this? No, and I and that's my point is I agree with that. But there's just there's so much. Especially when it's always like these things, a dog and pony show where literally nothing will happen to Dan Snyder or anybody involved in the thing. And it's like, this is a goddamn waste of time. That, and, and, and I exactly. And I just said that a few minutes ago. It's, it's, it's a waste of everyone's time. No, nothing's literally nothing is going to happen. Nothing. It would have happened already. It, it, it would have happened already. And basically, I'll, I'll play this clip. This is the clip where Goodell is asked, where is it? It's the ESPN clip. He's asked, you know, why doesn't he do something by uh, a representative? And it's like, dude, I can't, nor do I want to. Like, let's not forget Roger Goodell makes $64 million a year. Okay, so this is the clip where it's just 40 seconds long, where She's asking him, why don't you do something? 
I have not seen a workplace in the NFL um, that is anywhere near what we saw in the context of that period of time for the Washington Commanders. Yes or no, are you willing to do more? Yes, of course I'm willing to do more. I never said that we were going to stop. I actually said the opposite. But we will continue. But you have to recommend that Dan Snyder be removed as a team owner. Okay, the, you the, can the, recommend the that Dan Snyder be time has as a expired. Team owner. The gentleman may answer her question. Your time has expired. You may answer her question. Should Dan Snyder I, I be removed? I think I'm good. Remove him. Will you remove him? I don't have the authority to remove him. This is my point. Like, Lady, you didn't do your basic homework. Like the most basic homework, 24 out of 32 owners have to vote to remove him. To, also, she comes off as unhinged, but you but Goodell knows exactly what he's doing too. Oh, he's he's he, he's brilliant. He he refused to answer you could recommend they remove him. He's like, I I don't actually I don't think I'll I will respond to that. And they're like, do you want to? And he's like, no, you know what? I'm going to go with no. And then she was like, remove him. And he's like, I don't have the authority to remove him. Oh, well, we, I like how you just, you tightrope walked away from you. You could recommend removing him. He, this is obviously doesn't matter. Sure. But it would be a statement that, you know, he would, he would be precisely why he wouldn't answer it is why he would never do it. He would never get on the bad side. He is just a mouthpiece of the owners. This is what this is and what everything for everybody who hates Roger Goodell and whatever. And I've always kind of, again, no one likes Roger Goodell. I don't like Roger Goodell. I've, I've had a meeting with Roger Goodell. He is a gigantic douche. I was like, who the fuck was that guy? What a piece of trash. And they're like, he's the next commissioner in the NFL. I was like, Oh, okay. Fuck. Um, he, is simply this is just him up there taking the lashings for sure they can't have 32 owners simultaneously answering questions in front of congress couldn't agree more that my big takeaway from watching a fair amount of this is how great he is at that everyone can come at goodell and i've been there for sure but at the end of the day, man, he sits I mean, there. The, what, what, what it ends up being, what his job description ends up being, they're like, hey, somebody came to him and they're like, hey, in Take regards all to the football, shrapnel. people are going to spit in your face. Yes. People are going to yes. shit on you. Boo Everything you. that's going to be say about you. People are going to hold signs that say, fuck your name outside your offices. People are going to put T-shirts of you making a clown. And, and, and he was like, no, I don't want that job. And they're like, we're going to pay you $140 million a year. He's like, oh, no, no, I'll take that job. Yeah. Yeah, great. Exactly. By the way, I'll take that fucking job. Me too. That's the thing. Again, on record, we know he made $130 million the last two years. $130 million. The, and what it takes, what, what makes Goodell good at his job, which is like I've said, I'll be the baseball. I'll, I'll do a better job as commissioner than fucking anybody in, in my lifetime when it comes to Major League Baseball. When it comes to the NFL, I would not do a better job than Roger Goodell because what you have to do is you have to take your soul and remove it from your body and be like, I am willing to stand for absolutely nothing for money. And that's, that's hard to do, not for a lot of human beings, 
But for human beings who have any sort of moral or ethical fucking, you know, bottom line, like for $140 million a year, I'll say just about anything. But I won't say black men can't have an opinion in America. I can't do it. I won't say domestic violence is okay. I can't do it. He can do it because he is a soulless monster, which is what makes him a way better commissioner for the NFL than I could ever be. Well, he's, he's great. At, he is. He's great at his job. He's great at being the guy who just gets shit on for all 32 owners together. Get shit on. Get shit on. And he's great at it. And if you watch this, he he's when when the Republicans, and the Democrats are trying to make this partisan, he doesn't bite ever. He doesn't bite ever. He doesn't fall into it. He's he's smart with his responses. And like like where, do I have a clip of that? Like like here's a prime example. Here's a clip where, again, Republican tries to make it partisan. Listen to Goodell's response. He, he's he's great at it. Did it surprise you, uh, Mr. Goodell, that committee Democrats haven't sent a single document request to the Biden administration about infant about the infant formula shortage? But they've requested half a million documents from the NFL. Does that surprise you? Uh, I'm not sure I have a, a, a point of view on that one. Uh, I was only focusing on uh, what the NFL was requested. See what I'm saying? Like, well, like, like my favorite thing is whenever fucking uh, you know, a, a, a Republican cartoon character fucking Yosemite Sam's it. You ever notice? You ever notice? He's a fucking, everybody's doing a fucking impression of Dana Carvey doing a Ross Perot impression at this point. You found it weird? You found it weird? Uh, no, no one asked about Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> They're going through John Gruden's emails, but nothing about. Benghazi. Like, what are you? <laughs> Do they make you guys in a fucking lab? So she, where is it? It's uh, CTE is caused by cracks in your brain neuropathy. Is it weird that people want you to do something about CTE? but they don't want you to do anything about the cracks that Hunter Biden smokes. Pew, 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 pew. So like, this is my favorite. So, so the woman running all this, I don't know if she's called, I don't know what her title is, but it was uh, a Democrat representative Maloney. I, I, I don't know what state, I don't even know. So I obviously knew my research. I don't know what state she is. She's all worked up, dude. She's all worked up on the start. And she's pissed that Snyder isn't here. And this is where she claims she's going to subpoena him. She's going to force him, which, by the way, by the way, I just want to say this before I play the clip. What's funny to me is, dude, when it comes to terms of power, you are nothing compared to NFL owners. You're a fucking representative or a senator. You're here. NFL owners are here. Yeah. These are multi-billionaires who control so much more. So if you think you're going to get Dan Snyder to show up, good luck. Or if you think he's going to actually give you something, listen to how worked up she is. 
What specific steps will the NFL take to hold Mr. Snyder accountable for refusing to testify before Congress? Madam Chairwoman, I do not have any responsibility for whether he appears before Congress. Uh, that is not well, my choice. That okay, is his let me stop you right here. Mr. Snyder has not been held accountable. His refusal to testify sends a clear message that he is more concerned about protecting himself than coming clean with the American people. If the NFL is unwilling or unable to hold Mr. Snyder accountable, then I am prepared to do so. That is why I am announcing now my intent to issue a subpoena for the testimony of Mr. Snyder for a deposition next week. The committee will not be deterred in its investigation to uncover the truth of workplace misconduct at the Washington Commanders. I mean, she thinks this is, a, first of all, a priority. Again, we've discussed how hilarious that is. But she's going to get Dan Snyder to show up and discuss all the awful shit that we know they've done. Now it was just leaked. He paid $1.6 million in a hush lawsuit for a 2009 sexual assault allegation. My favorite part about this is like the, the Roger Goodell straight facing when you know, like, uh, let me let me translate what he said into what is reality. It's like, Mr. Chairperson, I don't have the authority to make Dan Snyder come here and talk to you guys. Translation. I told Dan Snyder to not come here. I told him <laughs> it was absolute. I was like, I was like, you ever I was like, Dan, you ever get a summons for jury duty? Throw it in the garbage, bro. Just don't say you got a fucking birthday party to go to tell them that you're not coming what are they gonna do fucking don't go there and answer questions i'm gonna go there get shit on get shit on get shit on that's why you guys pay me 140 million dollars a year and give me a fucking private jet don't show up absolutely don't show up sorry you know it's not my responsibility to get him here yeah like dan dan if you go I will recommend we take your team away because here's the thing. I don't want to take your team away. God damn it. But if you put me in a position where I got to take your team, away, just don't go. And he's like, can you just do that? Can you not go? He's like, yeah, that's why I'm going dude. So you don't have to go. Exactly. And again, if they wanted him gone, they would have voted him gone. So the latest allegations or the latest, I shouldn't say allegations, the latest discovery is Snyder paid a former employee 1.6 million. I mean, that's a lot of money, $1.6 million. And according to the report, the woman accused Snyder of asking her for sex, groping her and trying to take off her clothes in a private partitioned area at the back of a team plane during a return flight from a trip to Las Vegas. Of course, others are saying it didn't happen. My response is, then why do you pay the $1.6 million? Right, right, of course. And also it's been revealed that Snyder basically created. I like, I like that one thing that this has broken your Schneider thing. You've not, you're now saying Snyder. So I'm proud of you. Yeah. Hey, growth, man. So Snyder conducted a shadow investigation to 
bury what the U.S. Oversight Committee was doing and also what the Washington Post was uncovering. So basically, Snyder claimed he was investigating his own team when now it's been revealed. No, actually, he was trying to pin this on Bruce Allen, the former president, and shift all the blame. So when he was investigating, he was going using legal ways to figure out how to put the blame on someone else. I mean, look, guys, at the end of the day, he's a shitty owner. And to be honest, that's on and off the football field because they've been terrible. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he drafted RG three and Kirk cousins in the same draft. He traded up as a giants fan. You probably hope he stays there forever. I do. That's the thing that everybody's, you know, this off season, everybody's the, all the headline makers, as far as owners, Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder. It's like, and I have a really good friend who is a red commanders fan, a red commanders fan. And I have a really good friend who's a blue cowboy fan, <laughs> uh, who are like, this is it. This is our opportunity. And, and, you know, them knowing that I am closely, you know, involved with people in the Giants organization, like, bro, you got to help. You got to tell them, help us push this through. I go, you think Giants ownership wants to get rid of Daniel Snyder and Jerry Jones? They hope that when Jerry Jones dies, they pull his brain out of the body and put it into a robot like he's fucking Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles so that he can run the team indefinitely. Both franchises are legit dumpster fires. Let me, let me ask you this. Let's see how close you can get. Snyder has been the principal owner of Washington since 99. Yep. How many playoff wins do you think they have? One? Two. I was going to say two. Since night? But, since ni- but zero NFC championship game appearances. They, they won a playoff game his first year, and then in 2005. His yeah. overall record in 23 seasons as the owner, 156-212. I mean, he's an awful owner. They've had two winning seasons, correction, three since 2010. I mean, look, he's just a bad owner. He's like, he's a shitty owner. Again, he's a shitty person. He's a shitty owner. Slice it any way you want it. He's just not good for football. No one's one's arguing that you're wrong. Like, there's no one out there. Yeah. It is crazy though, man. Would I love to see all the documents? I would. Don't get me wrong. I've said that all along. I would love to know. I would love to know what the NFL is saying in text, in emails. I would love to know the wild shit. It'll ne- it'll never come out. Like these are little nuggets, right? Wouldn't you agree? Like these are oh, so he had to pay off a woman one point six million. Like that doesn't surprise me. I want to see some wild. I think Goodell's Goodell's probably smart enough. Maybe not every owner and every executive is involved, but I bet you 
Roger Goodell is smart enough now where he doesn't even fucking put that. I bet you instead of carrier pigeons, he just has NFL running backs who are like out of the league after three years with CTE and he just gives them messages and then they run like to team offices. He's got like David Wilson of the Giants who like had to leave because of his neck fuse. And he's just like literally running <laughs> things from the corporate. He, he's like, where do I got to go? And they're like, I hate to tell you, but you got to go to Seattle. He's like, well, get me my running shoes. Fucking carrier pigeons messages. It's crazy, man. And like I said, no one's going to care. Football's right around the corner. Like this is just going to be yesterday's news. I have heard. Have you seen this about RG3? The rumor is he has all the dirt and he won't drop it. Have you heard this? No. The rumor that I was reading was that RG3 has all this dirt on Snyder and he won't leak it. That'd be awesome if he did though. But they would just they would they would just smear him. Yeah. If RG3 ends up dead soon, you know why. Oh yeah. They're like CTE shot himself and his girlfriend with a shotgun. You're like, uh, excuse me? You barely played in the NFL. How's he have CTE? <laughs> Massacred his whole family. Burned down their house full of files, too. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this. It's crazy, though, man. It's 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 like, again, and I'll wrap up this discussion. If you watch or listen to anything, Goodell, he just he just plays it. So, like, he's a years of training, man. He he plays it so perfectly. I mean, he's like a he's almost like a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when I watch his response and he's so calm, he's so collected. He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'm getting paid. And all this bad shit's going to happen. And at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson will be playing week eight against the Bengals on Monday Night Football. What do you think about that prediction? I tweeted that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty spot on, probably. So Monday Night Football, it's Halloween. The Browns are at home. Division, state rival, Burrow, Watson, week eight. I just think the NFL. They Halloween, know- two teams, orange and black and brown. He comes out. You're like, wow, Baker Mayfield's playing well. And he's like, that's because I'm not Baker Mayfield. I'm Deshaun Watson. Now, that would be that would be like a few weeks earlier than I thought. Yeah. But I think he's going to play this year. He settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits. Who knows how much money that was? But this is, this is this is like how this is probably how talk. I mean, when when it comes to the NFL and NFL owners, like I am not like it, it's not crazy for me to think that part of the negotiation for his contract is being like, here's the deal: if I have to give twenty six people a million dollars each, I need that front loaded. Like I just need. 
I need my contract to look like this. Plus I need 26 million more in guarantee. Cause I'm going to hand out $1 million checks to 26 people. I think you're right. I think that was a discussion. That was a legitimate discussion. If I have to pay, there's 24 right now. Civil lawsuits. I have to pay him each a million bucks. It's $2.4 million. You're going to come here. You're going to come here in front of the United States government. You're not going to talk about how Deshaun Watson's payments to masseuses is causing inflation. Come on. Pew, pew, pew. Thank God he was just sticking his fingers in their butts, not getting them pregnant because we ain't got no formula. Pew, 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 pew. Let's see, Brandon, you, you're you're bringing me back to my point. Like, like these are the people you want me to vote for. These yeah. are the, like, like these are the people you want me to vote for. You want the the. No, I don't. I actually don't want you to vote. All the all, like the, my my point was the only thing I would say at this point. The only reason to ever vote in a in a you know a national level election is if one of the people is an absolute fucking psychopath. Like if you're in a if you're in an area where Herschel Walker is fucking running vote against Herschel Walker. He wants to monitor your social media usage. What did he say? I, I refuse to believe this. What did he say? He said a lot. That was like one of like 25 insane things. What was the quote? I'll, I'll pull it out. Monitoring online stuff. A department that can look at young men that's looking at women that's looking at social media in response to the Texas shooting. In a Fox News appearance, Horschel Walker offered a vague proposal on surveying social media to prevent mass shootings. The former running back said the focus should be on shooters, not guns, and decried people that's trying to score political points. We need to get into what happened, why putting money in mental health. Referring to we've got to get back into prayer. Let People me, let me, thinking I, I got a clip. Now Can praying I play the is clip? bad. Yeah. Let me just play the clip. See that is a person wielding that weapon. You know, Cain kill Abel. You know, and uh, oh boy, you know, and that's the problem that we have. And I said, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. You know, he talked about doing a disinformation. What about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at uh, women? That looking at uh, just social media. What about doing that? What? Looking into things like that, and we can what? stop that that way. But yet they want to just continue to talk about taking away your constitutional rights. And and I, I think there's more things we need to look into. This has been happening for years, and the way we stop it by putting money into the mental health field, by putting money into uh, I gotta go back to this other women. Yeah. That looking at what about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at uh, women. That looking at uh, just social media. What about what, what was that English? He's, like what yeah, the fuck was that? He's literally and also my favorite thing about all Republican psychopaths at this point is like, yeah, but we can't infringe on Second Amendment. We need to be breaking into your internet and surveilling everything you're doing with your life. That, that's, like, what, that's excuse a, me. Yeah, that's why I'm like, well, first we can't of all, be we can't be trampling on the Constitution. We need to be monitoring whatever America is doing in their homes behind closed doors. Uh, I see. I don't. Are you? Do you? Do you know what the Constitution is? That <laughs> dude. We live in wild times. Have you seen his son? Yeah. That's and what like I'm saying. The, and like Mr. the Walker irony is, a, is that his son. He opened. By the way, he opens this. He's like, listen. There was a fictional person named Cain who killed a fictional person named Abel, and I'm assuming he didn't kill him with a gun. 
That's just my proof. It ain't about the gun. It's about mental. Kane was mental. Kane was been looking on the Instagram thoughts. Kane was was thought hunting on Instagram. That's why he killed Abel. We need to do something about the thoughts. I don't think I've really heard Herschel Walker speak, to be honest, until that. That's wild, man. That's that's like prime CTE. He's gonna win. He'll win on the name recognition. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He won a Heisman when he went to Georgia, correct? Yeah. Yeah, of course he will. But again, the irony is that his son is like this flamboyantly gay, over-the-top personality on social media who's also like a big Republican. Like, Like, this is like... A reality show. This is a dude. We live in wild times. But again, I, I just want football on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever, Joe. You know, that's what it comes back to for me. Some football. And maybe, just maybe, a cold Miller light with that, Joe. Yeah. Right? You know what I think we need, Andy? I think we need a department that monitors people who are drinking beers other than Miller Lite. You want to oh, talk wow. about you want to talk about it, if there's a reason to break somebody's r- privacy. Let's have a dep- I will be the head of that department by the way. Yeah. I will be the head of the it's Miller time department. We got we got to get you one of these neon signs. I think you got one coming your way, but that that'll be where your desk is. If you're head of the Miller time department. Yeah. And you just go around and you have Miller lights handy. And when you see someone that's not drinking a Miller light. And I'll just show up like, like Will Smith and men in black, just like all dressed in a suit with sunglasses on. I was like, you just posted on social media a few minutes ago that you just got yourself a six pack of IPAs. Like, like he's Chris rock. Yeah. Let me, let me fix your life. Sure. It's Miller time. Yeah. No, I like it. And then you can also let them know when you see them, you obviously let them know that it's only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. But you can also let them know, hey, man, you can have this delivered right to your house, right to your apartment, right to wherever you live. You can just have it delivered. And, and, and that's one of the best things that we talk about technology into Top Gun, how it's improved. How about the technology with beer and Miller Lite? Right? You remember having to go to like a package store or a gas station or whatever? I mean, like now they come to you. Yeah. They'll come right to you. uh, It's Miller time. Exactly. So next time you're enjoying cold, you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay. Moving right along, we have something called the NHL. I was ready to call (laughs) the NHL finals this is where i'm at i was ready to call it the nhl finals the stanley cup finals yeah i believe it's the stanley cup final 
final. Big, they're they're big. There's a lot of plural and not plural things in hockey. Leafs, not leaves. Stanley yeah. Cup final. Lord Stanley's Cup. Well, we just got a call. Ryan Clatt, our official Dirty Sports Hockey update. He called us. Ryan Clatt. Ten minutes before the show started. So let's hear Great. what Ryan. Let's hear what Ryan has to say. Hello, Dirty Sports. Ryan Clack calling in with your hockey update. Just one call today. Thank Christ. Don't hit that fast forward button too many times there, dirt balls. Okay. Since my last call, we've had a couple of blowouts. After a game one overtime win, Colorado completely embarrasses Tampa 7 nothing in game two. I've never seen them beat down like that in the finals. Tampa, though, like MJ in the last dance, they took that personally responded with their own lopsided win six to two in game three things were getting really chippy too a lot of scrums after the whistle feelings are getting hurt game four was last night and thankfully it was actually competitive it went to overtime and Nazem Kadri who is returning from a hand injury that he sustained in the last series scores the winner for the avalanche free story there he actually had surgery on that hand so Gutsy performance from him. And I also want to give a shout out to Saskatoon native Darcy Kemper, Colorado's goaltender. He's been a little shaky, shaky lately. There's been some questions surrounding him, but uh, he was outstanding in this one. 37 saves. Colorado now up 3-1. to one. I still have a funny feeling this one goes 7, though. And uh, wow. be the most compelling story going forward. Will Andy Ruther watch a single second of the NHL playoffs? Come on, Andy. You might only have one more chance. I'm on the edge of my seat here. Okay, see you next week for what will be my last call. Stay dirty. His last call. We're not going to get off-season news, free agency, no. NHL draft. Just t- tap the brakes here. <laughs> tap the brakes here on the hockey talk. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch any. It, it keeps happening when I have stuff going on. Yeah, I haven't watched a second of the final. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I can't really like last scold, night. Scold, scold you for that. The, the game was, I went to an 820 showing Top Gun yeah. Maverick. It's like, I love that you haven't watched a single second of the playoffs. You're like, stuff keeps coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, the Eastern Conference Finals was happening and uh, we went to a cat cafe. Like they were doing specials. Uh, bowls of milk, two for one bowls of milk. You know, game two, I, I had a double double axe throwing date. You know, we were yeah. partnered with another couple. We had a little competition. We're throwing a little axes around. You know, things things happen. You're like, I don't know. Listen, game five could be the last game, but I am going to the witch shop. Uh, we are. <laughs> We're in the market for some salamander, le- dried salamander legs for one of our potions. Got to get there before they close. I keep seeing that witch around that area, man. I'm serious. I saw her again the other day. Or is there some sort of spell that I'm under? What's going on? She's just, very- just live in witch town. It reminds me of that, that, that live song. What was that song? Oh, what was that town? What was that song and throwing copper? You remember the album Throwing Copper, right? Yeah, of course. There's a song uh, about witches? No. 
You said which town? Uh, I don't know what loose association you're making here. Don't play the music, though. I'm not. Uh, shit town. Okay. Terrible reference that I was trying to do. <laughs> He's like, gotta live, gotta live, gotta live in shit town. I mean, he doesn't sound like that, but that was a great Which, album. Yeah, it's a great album. I'm, I'm wondering if the Eagles ever thought about making that their theme song instead of Fly Eagles Fly. <laughs> Do you know the song I'm talking about? Yeah. Shit Town. Yeah. That would be a good substitute for a Philly, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably watch something. Maybe, right? I don't know, man. We'll see. I predict you do not. I predict I do not as well. Would you even know where to find it? Do you even know what channel it's on? It's on TNT. Okay. I did watch some uh, Barkley's comments on Twitter. I know Barkley. No, it's not on TNT. It's on ESPN. <laughs> it, no, they did. They did have TNT though. TNT does have hockey games. Yeah. But I saw Barkley's appearance. I saw some of those. I wanted to see that. So Arch Manning made his decision. He's going to Texas. There's been two dozen false starts, Andy. Every every offseason, when they get when they hire a new coach, when they get at some big recruit. I mean, Texas fans. It's a sad, it's been a sad state of affairs for Texans fans ever since Vince Young left. But I am here to say it officially as a non, as an unbiased outsider. Texas is back. You think who's their head coach right now? Is it uh, Sarkeesian? Yeah, exactly. The guy who was like drinking in the press box, calling plays. Yeah. But the guy who's running, you know, who's who runs and ran an NFL style offense in college and is bringing in a kid who's, you know, been running an NFL style offense since he was two and a half years old. He's sending sending like, you know, teddy bears across his crib in motion, you know, and just the pedigree. How many Super Bowls do each of his uncles have? Four. But how many each? Two. Hook them, Andy. Two. Got two. They're back, baby. Texas is back with the first pick. Roger Goodell, Hitler that he is, with the first pick in the 2026 NFL draft. The New York football giants select Arch Manning, quarterback, University of Texas. Let's go. Oh, my God. That'd be crazy, dude. Do we know why he chose Texas? Uh, I'm assuming the NIL sponsorship deal and uh, pro style offense and just Texas in general. Let's see if I can find girls in cowboy boots and burnt orange jerseys. Texas beat out several big name schools, including Bama, LSU, Clemson, and Florida. You know, so he's still down in New Orleans himself. Yeah. How would you like your own field of oil, Derek's? Putting it out there. Get you a big old fucking hat and a big old field of oil. 
You look at all you look at gas prices these days. You looked at it, Arch. Capitalize on seven dollars a gallon. <laughs> are you are you telling me my NIL deal is for a couple of Exxon mobile stations? That's right. That'd be that'd be a good way to do it, man. Yeah, I think that's what they did. I just refuse to believe. I don't know. I just I just refuse. Like he's really gonna be that good. Texas goes to the SEC. He's going to be that good. I don't, who knows? I mean, listen, but the pedigree is obviously there. Yeah. So is the pressure. Sure. That's what they said about Peyton. That's what they said about Eli. They didn't have this. No. Like with social, I'm just saying like, like they didn't have that pressure. I mean, those guys don't get me wrong. They have, they have pressure, but like, it's so ample. They've been following Arch since he was like an eighth grader. I mean, I, to be totally honest with you, I think in terms of his college career, it's like it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what how many games he wins. It no. doesn't matter if they get fucking, you know, he's not. I'm sure he probably won't deliver a national championship to Texas, but like that's not what it's about. No. About those oil fields. Yeah, those Exxon gas stations, and and Arch Hour on the Longhorn Network, you know. Yeah, wait. So Texas is one of the SEC. I, I I've gotten everything. Continued. Well, there's a lot of talk of that over the last few years. The, Them in the, Oklahoma, right? Right. Conferences are pointless at this at this juncture. I feel, in a way. So he has how many what? He's a 2023 commit. Yes. So he's got one more year. Correct. He will be playing senior of high school football this year. Go to Texas next year. I'm sure the deal is for him to start right away. 2023, 2024, 2025 season goes in the 2026 April draft. Unless of course, Archie Manning does some Archie Manning shit and gets it so he can leave early, which I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. My prediction, Archie goes in the 2025 NFL draft. Wow. That's a big prediction. I don't think you could bet on that. Like that he would skip a year. They would change the rules. Somewhere Maurice Claret would be like, yo, what the fuck, man? I think he gives inspirational speeches now. Yeah. And every and everyone in the Manning family would be like, should have had Archie as your dad. Yeah, that's pretty crazy though. The projection. I saw he added when I started the show, he had twenty three thousand Twitter followers. He's already at thirty one thousand. There you go. And now I'm looking at Eli's Twitter feed. The best, the goat. <laughs> I'm just laughing reading it. When he tweeted, I ran into another football player today. Did you see it? No. Oh, it's Tim Tebow? No, it's a picture with Peyton. And that's a great caption. 
Oh, he was with he was with a lot of guys. So he was with Jim McMahon and Ty Detmer this week. I just need them to bring back the Texas Nebraska football rivalry in some time when Arch is there. Mostly because I want them to have to travel through Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. I like it. I like it. There you go. Did he did he create the Omaha thing? Yeah. Like that was that's a it's a Peyton Manning original. It's a Peyton Manning original. I wonder if he could or maybe it's an Archie Manning original. I don't know because they all use it. I wonder if he could trademark that. Oh, they they I think they have like their I think their production company is Omaha Productions or whatever. Okay. Did you see Omaha hat the other day? Did you see Ohio State trademark the I don't know how you do it. Did you, you, you trademark the, the Ohio state? What's with Ohio trademark laws? I mean, LeBron's out there trying to trademark taco Tuesday. Like, bro, you're in fucking Akron. You can't. Do- was he? I didn't see that. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago. That's wild. Maybe I should trademark some stuff. Yeah. I live here. Can I trademark it's lit fam? <laughs> <laughs> I do have some trademarks. Do you know that? Do you? For real. What'd you trademark? I trademarked. God, I have a file somewhere. That was, that was looking back. That was a reckless financial decision. You know, getting a lawyer for all that. A patent lawyer. I trademarked frat boys of comedy. Talk about like, he's like, what do you want me to trademark? You're like, so here's the thing. I don't know how, how you do this, but I'd like to trademark things and then a blank and then people like, and then just be able to put any time things, things somebody like, that's me. Things white people like, <laughs> things black people like, things frat boys like. Yeah, so I own... Things it does it does am I covered in if I do things which is like am I still covered under that? <laughs> That's a bad trademark. Frat boys of comedy. Like fraternities won't exist in a hundred years. Yeah. Like that was something that nobody saw coming. Did you ever see the shop bong? Yes. You saw the shop bong that I used to sell. It's insanely stupid. Bro. <laughs> wildly stupid you know what a shot bong is a shot glass that's a shot bong you take it all at once i think it was more than a shot though wasn't it i don't know i saw them i was like what are these well he the guy who invented those trademarks he was doing college tours he partnered with some people i was on his linkedin there i didn't know i was like I wonder what this dude's up to yeah wild I mean, that do you know he got licensed deals and like Spencer's across the country for those things? Hilarious. You've been to Spencer's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, you know they still exist. Oh, I'm sure. Where else would you get a Baby Yoda t shirt these days? <laughs> well, you know, Spencer's has like a whole sex toy section yeah. now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Have they always had that? I, f- I feel like they've had it for a while. No, like you go to the back, the whole wall. Because there's a Spencer's, I'll go in occasionally, like maybe once, once or twice a year. There's one at this this 
mall, which is barely hanging on. Hey, thanks for coming in. We haven't had anybody here in like two years. You you need you get getting yourself a lava lamp? Well, you got some fucking lava lamps. The back wall is like all vibrator. Oh, you're, oh, you're here for a dildo. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, that well, makes luckily, more sense. That we have sense. a combined lava lamp. Dildo. Yeah. It lights up. If it explodes in your vagina or asshole, yeah. I don't know what you like. Either yeah. or. I you do have you to like. sign a waiver because uh, women have burned themselves. But uh, we do have a lava lamp dildo. You just have to go through the wall made out of uh, 80s model posters. You just you just pull open the rack of posters and you walk into a secret section. <laughs> it's like the it's like the folding doors that they used to have in video stores. Remember, remember how you had to like, remember to like go to the porn section in an old video store. It was like walking into a wild west saloon. You had to like go in with, you had to go in with guns drawn through saloon doors. Why don't you guys, why why don't you guys just put up a fucking curtain? (laughs) Why was that? This town, this porn room ain't big enough for the both of us. And they weren't. They were always really small little rooms. Do you know Lions Den? No. I don't know if they're just Midwest or it's like a porn shop that'd be off the side of the freeway. Okay. Like truckers would go there. And I, yeah. and I see them in the Midwest. Truckers would go there. I see them. I see them like, like in the Midwest, in the South. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look. I'm curious how many locations there are. Um, yeah. And I'm seeing right now. Like Lion's Den. Anyway, when we were driving to Chattanooga, we were talking about my buddies because we drove by one. We're like, how does this shit still exist? Like, it's a giant porn store. Everything's online. The last time I was in a Lion's Den, I can tell you, it was <laughs> it was it was summer of <laughs> it was summer of 2000, like uh like 2002 or 2003. And I, I wanted to buy some Jen and Jameson porn DVDs. And I went in it and this is so funny. I go in it with some guys I work with at the time I was working for a moving company. And we're like, Oh, let's just pop in there. And you can imagine the clientele that go in a place like that. And the guy working, the cashier was like, Oh man, we had this creeper. And he was calling a guy. He's like, this guy came in here the other day. And he was like, he was looking for one of them lava lamp dildos. I mean, what this, this guy is fucking sick. I, I took his name. I was like, I need to see your driver's license. He gave it to me. Don't worry. I took down his information. I forwarded it to Herschel Walker. We're going to take care of this fucker. We are going to take care of this fucker. This guy says to me, he's like, this pervert was looking for underage porn. The internet. He goes, what kind of sick fucking guy would come into a point? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, yeah, it's bad, but like, this is a porn, like, it's porn. He's shop. like, we had this sick fucker in here looking for chat kitty porn. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm just looking for, uh, I'm just looking for Jenna Jameson's DVDs. All right. Well, you're going to go through the section where, uh, videos where a horse shits in a girl's mouth. And then you're going <laughs> to hang a left, uh, past the DVDs, uh, where somebody kicks a guy in the dick with their, with, a uh, with military boots. And then you're going to wind back at Jim, Jenna Jameson's down there. But yeah, man, this sick fucker was in here the other day. <laughs> Dude, it's a, like, it's a whole Oh, you thing. want regular Janet Jameson? Okay. Well, we got some uh, off-brand donkey show videos where a fucking Mexican girl gets fucked by a mule. Uh, right around that. That's where Jamie Jameson is right around there. 
Anyway, this guy came in here looking for preteen <laughs> shit. Fucking sick fucker. I sent him down. I sent him to the cat cafe. You know what's crazy? Truckers. Oh, they still do this. I learned this that day. You can rent stuff. So truckers would go in there. They have like a portable DVD player in their truck. They grab a DVD. To drop it off at the next one. They go in their truck, jack off, bring the DVD back to the, uh, the porn store. I have no clue how we got to this point. How Remember, did we? What, what about what about the day? What about pre DVD days where they were like going to the lion's den and fucking getting VHS, and then you're bringing it back. You're bringing back your VHS porn rental, and now the guy, the clerk, knows exactly where you came. <laughs> it's like this guy made it through three minutes of this VHS. <laughs> how do we go from arch? Well, cre- credits are still on. <laughs> how do we go from Arch Manning to this? How do no we do idea. that? I have no idea. But I think now is the perfect time to talk about because that discussion was the most dirty sports discussion. Be kind. Rewind. So I don't know where you jacked off. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most dirty sports discussion. So nothing is more dirty sports than personalized NFTs, Joe Prano. Oh, man. Right? Yep. Non-fungible tokens. That's right. I mean, fung- fungibility seems dirty, but it's not. It's not. Guys, again, it's our last week of our partnership. I shouldn't say of our partnership. It's the last week of availability. Yes. To win a personalized dirty sports NFT with our friends at stakes. So all you have to do is answer questions that I'm posting every single day on the stakes apps where you can bet against us to win our new and exclusive dirty sports branded NFTs for a chance to win. Just go to playwithstakes.com forward slash dirty, download the app, play with us. I will have, I haven't posted the question yet today. I've actually been posting hockey ones, posted a few hockey ones. Yeah. So if the question starts with, where is it? If the question starts with, here's your prediction of the day with one of our NFTs in the line, it starts with that, answer it correctly. Then you're suddenly in the drawing to win a personalized Dirty Sports branded NFT. And I had a question about this. So I'll just explain this to you guys. Okay. A dirtball had asked me three questions. Shout out to Landon. He DM'd me this. What blockchain are they hosted on? Are they minted at the time of winning them or pre-minted and transferred to the winner's wallet? And what's the scarcity? So these are the questions. These are the answers to that. Okay. The blockchain they are posted on is Polygon. They are minted at the time you win them. And the scarcity depends on how many winners there are for each question. So hopefully that answers any of your guys' questions. If you have questions for me, send them my way, and then I will send them stakes way. They have all the answers because obviously I don't know too much about NFTs, but I know they look cool. That's what I know. So go ahead, download that app, playwithstakes.com forward slash dirty for a chance to win. Should we hear from the dirt balls? I think we should. 
do it. Here's here's a caller. Who thank God he's still with us after last episode. Holy shit, boys. I'm listening to the episode, like the newest episode, and that kid just called in and said that Steph Curry was better than Shaquille O'Neal, and I about drove my car off of a fucking bridge. What the fuck? I've had an aneurysm. Like, these are the same people that think fucking Carmelo is a good basketball player because he scored a lot of fucking points. So what'd that get him? Or like Kobe's better than LeBron. Because he scored points, nobody gives a shit that they went four for... 87 for fucking threes or whatever. Oh my God. I almost died. I almost died. Now we discussed this off air. Yeah. Now that we've had some time to think about it and laugh about it, the, the, the stuff being better than Shaq. And again, we presented all the arguments that most people should know as far as how much Shaq dominated. I think it's a top 10 worst dirty sports take. I was, I mean, I know you were like, you've said, you've, you've suggested how bad a take it was. I was like, we have had some real bad takes over the years. So to be, it's, it's almost like Steph Curry in the top 10 all time. It's like top 10 worst 30 sports takes tough to crack. I mean, there's some bad takes out there, but I think you might be right. I think you might, I think this has got to sneak in there. I mean, we've had some bad takes. We've had Zach Randolph and who is he playing with? Marcus Gasol are going to lead the Grizzlies to the finals or a title? Yeah, I believe it was a title. Okay. We've had and Jay if Cut- they, and if he doesn't, <laughs> if he doesn't, I'll shit in the sock and throw it into McDonald's. We're like, no, don't, no, don't do that. <laughs> we've had Jay Cutler's going to win ten games with the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, that was a good. That was a good one. But I mean, that's like, but I mean, honestly, like, okay, the 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 Memphis Grizzlies are going to win a title is really bad. But like, Jay Cutler, like randomly winning ten games, isn't the worst. Isn't the way more likely than the than Steph Curry being better than Shaquille O'Neal, maybe the most dominant player I've seen in my lifetime for the window that he was in. Yeah, for sure. Like, what were some other bad takes? Oh, I'm sure. We're I don't know what. I don't know million, what. The, a I don't know bad takes. I don't know what the Jags takes were with the Allen brothers. Yeah, they did make uh, it to the Allen championship. The Allens, the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the take. Yeah, best wide receive, best wide receiving duo in the league. Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson. The best ride receiver duo in the NFL at the time. I'd love to see what the competition was at that point. Yeah, those were some bad ones. Oh, there's definitely we have we have the Star Wars of- takes are pretty bad by Dirt Balls. Are you done with Obi Wan Kenobi? By the way, I've watched three episodes. Oh, okay. You stopped. Well, I I'll probably finish it. I just I don't know. I just yeah. I guess I I forgot about it. I finished it. It's bad. So it doesn't get it. it, It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, to me, like, here's here's the thing. And this is like kind of how I judge content in this day, a day and age of like social media and like distractions and whatever. 
dude, you could have came in, put a gun in my mouth while I was in Top Gun Maverick and been like, give me your phone. And I would have given it to you and I wouldn't have filed a police report or left my seat until the movie was over. I'm I'm fucking every three seconds looking at something during Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm like, okay. Okay, great. Oh, no, don't go. We need you. But I'm going to go. He's going to follow me. But you can't. But can't, can. But I'm not going to. Obviously, there's a good lightsaber battle in the last episode, but like boring. Yeah, that's a shame. I just think I, I, I know they're not going to stop. No. At, at what point on any of these things, whether it's Marvel or superhero movies, it's like it just continues to be worse. And I don't understand how people continue to watch it. They're like, here's the thing. Get ready for it. R2-D2 origin story. Where he was built. Where they got, where they sourced parts from. How he ended up on that fucking freighter. It's coming, baby. Like, are the Marvel movies any different? I mean, I'm asking seriously. In terms of what? Like, like, because I'm not into that world. Well, I'll tell you, here's the thing, the Marvel, you know, the, the Star Wars cinematic universe and the Marvel cinematic universe, I'm sure are very similar. I don't care enough about Marvel to go down the wormhole of every single spinoff thing. I didn't watch fucking Loki or blah, blah, blah. But like, I've watched so much Star Wars stuff that I'll do it. But like, I don't I'm not watching that. So I don't know how bad and boring those things get. Yeah. Do we do we try to call that I haven't listened? Sure, fuck it. Why not? It became when we were starting the show. Sure. Verify and update your Google listing. Nice. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. What's up with these? I keep getting these. Google listing. My personal cell too. What's up with these? I have no idea. All right, 310-359-8365. Ways to make baseball more interesting. This one's been sitting I don't know. I don't remember how this one was. Let's see. Yo, Joe and Andy, Oklahoma Dirtball here, CK. Just having a few millers on this fine Sunday evening and just wanted to call in about some ideas to make baseball more interesting for today's fans. I'm 23 years old and love baseball and just wanted to get people more into it. I love hearing new ideas on how to get fans more excited about it. And I just went to our local minor league game this Friday evening, uh, the double-A affiliate of the Dodgers, the Tulsa Drillers. It's a great ballpark downtown, great atmosphere, and the whole place was just completely dead. Sucked. I left in the seventh inning. And now I'm watching the Sunday night game with the Mets and Angels. And for most of my life, I've really hated the fact that guys use steroids. I mean, I don't necessarily think it should keep them out of the Hall of Fame, but I had the idea off the top of my head that baseball should possibly bring back steroids, but the players have to be upfront about it at the beginning of the season and can't start using them midseason either. And so they're like, okay, guys, I'm on steroids. You can pitch to me accordingly and go from there. Because it seems like a lot of people who aren't really into baseball aren't into it because they think it's boring or whatnot. But this could bring back a more exciting factor and also not quite be cheating. So let me know what you guys think. Condoms are for 
Cheddar Dick, Rob Manfred. And, oh, a while back, y'all were talking about with Nikki D calling McDonald Don. And I have, in fact, heard people reference to McDonald's as Donnie's Steakhouse here in Oklahoma as a joke. And I'm sure Joe, Joe will make a funny Midwest joke about this. So, all right. Stay dirty, <laughs> boys. What do they call it? Donnie's Steakhouse. <laughs> Is that trademarked? <laughs> trademark that shit. So you want to make steroids legal in baseball, even though it's not legal. Like in our country. I mean, listen, I am. I, I like that. I mean, it, it's sort of a um, it's sort of like a. So here's the thing. He calls and he's like, I am a big baseball fan. I just went to a baseball game and now I'm going home to watch the Sunday night. Baseball game. Right. So it's like I, I, th- I think what often happens is like people try to think of ways but it's like, he's already a baseball fan. So obviously he doesn't need there to be like, doesn't seem like he needs more home runs for there to be fucking, you know, and exciting for him. I really think that the folks baseball, because listen, it's a fun idea. It's funny. I get what he's saying. Like, but logistically, right. Like the worst part about steroids is that like, what if you don't want to fucking pump shit into your body just to be successful at baseball, you know? Um, now you have to compete against guys who don't give a fuck about themselves. So it's like steroids was never the answer should have never been allowed to happen. I don't like baseball would have in 1994 post strike. They're always like, it saved baseball, the home run race. It's like baseball is always going to fucking come back in some regard. Just focus on the people who like baseball. There's plenty of them out there. And focus on making the game easier for them to go to watch, digest, cheaper, whatever. Baseball is referred to as the national pastime. It needs to be passed from generation baseball, Ray. We need to pass it down from generation to generation. And the way, to, the best way to do that is make it easy for the generation of people who still love make afford- baseball. Yeah, make it affordable. Make it affordable. Make it easy. Make it fucking easily shareable on social media, make fucking parking easy, make it easy, make it fucking forget making it faster, forget making it more exciting. Baseball is super dude. I've said it before and I'll say it again. One, nothing pitchers duels are fucking super exciting. Yeah. Well, these are easy fixes. As far as if you made things more affordable, if you did more promotions, more dollar hot dog nights, more $5 beer nights, whatever it is. Those are easy fixes. They just don't want to lose money. Right. Lose more money, I should say. They don't want to affect their bottom line. Right. 310-359-8365. Call in. Let us know. Remind us of some awful takes from dirt balls from the past. I'd love to hear some of those. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. Tag Miller Lite when you're drinking it. Send us a picture. We always love that. Absolutely. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I might be on TikTok soon. I'm kidding. I'm not yet. We'll see. We'll see. I was just going to message you the other day. I feel like Dirty Sports needs to be on TikTok. That's fine. Because here's the thing. I put out my Derek Jeter TikTok the other day. You know, it's caused a lot of thing. And and then 
something ran, I went into my YouTube the other day and our, our NBA math segment, remember the Jordan LeBron points scored versus field goals attempted. I was like, man, this is good content. I feel like that's the kind of thing that could go gangbusters on TikTok. Okay. I, feel, I feel like we need a dirty sports TikTok. That's fine with me. I have no problem going on dirty sports TikToks and throwing out hot takes. I'm all for it. Triggering some, triggering some millennials. Hey man, I'm all for end. it. I'm all for it. Deshaun Watson's money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. You know what I mean, Andy? I, I have no clue. Right. <laughs> there's, there's been a couple of people who have been like, who messaged me on Twitter sure. and been like, the best thing ever is when you reference something from TikTok and Andy Ruther has no idea what it's about. Or, so. right. or when I hit you back with the noise key and peel yeah. from t- from 10 years ago, <laughs> and you didn't know. You didn't know the key and peel noise. I am at Joe Prano on TikTok and on Instagram and on all social media services, except for Twitter, where I'm still at Fix Your Life. I've got shows coming up. You can see those, JoePrano.com, uh, or just follow me on Instagram, where I usually post all my flyers and stuff like that. So, yeah, follow me there. Oh, shout out to all the Derpels. I The reason I'm going to say it is because I keep saying it and it keeps happening. But, man, one of my favorite things in the world is doing Dirtball birthday cameos. Getting on, And by the way, Andy, something here I'm, I've, I've learned. A lot of Dirtball significant others listen to our show forcefully their husbands or boyfriends or whatever they just force them to listen to the show a lot of them have been like hey can you shout out can you do a cameo for my boyfriend my husband or whatever he loves dirty sports i listen to you guys all the time blah 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 so i am cool. still on cameo if you need a birthday shout out or a late father's day shout out or an anniversary shout out or whatever perfect all right guys that is our show today as always, we are very appreciative of all your support and we can't thank you enough. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>